0: You've probably heard the expression the only difference between boys and men is the cost of their toys um, that when so so people say some skeptics say that uh, you know and, but we do see this kind of thing as well where where maybe you know as a child you have air remote controlled motorbike and then when you get older you want a real motorbike or when whatever it is you know uh, so uh, I, I, I saw this in, in my own life as well saw model planes at home and then I wanted to get uh, a real plane so I got a helicopter thing last week and it was great (laughs) and and so anyway so the point being point being uh, that very often I think we notice that in in children or in adults there there are similar traits that's why very very often in homilies as well I look at what we used to do as children what we used to do as young people and see how a lot of those characteristics and traits still continue even into our adulthood and then learning how this affects us, or learning how this can maybe open us up to God, learning how this can actually close us off to God, depending on what the, what those traits are. So uh, today I was just thinking about how, remember in primary school, how there were often things that were just hugely important to us, right? Like maybe passing the Friday maths test or the, the spelling test, whatever they were, you know, the Monday morning spelling test or when you got as far as a a junior B under eights county club final like and this meant the world to you you know if we can only win this like you're eight you know or a dance recital or you know all these sort of things even like Christmas if I just get this gift this if I just get this present my life will be made you know and now Like 10 years on, 15 years on, 20, 30, 50 years on, looking back, you go, bless. just the ideas of a child. But yet those kind of things, those kind of concepts follow us. Into your teens then, if this person would just recognize that I exist and look at me and bat their fake eyelashes at me, then I would just be, I'd be the happiest person in the whole wide world. Uh, Or a little further on then, if we get into kind of our business careers, if we just get this contract if I just get this job, if I just get that car, if we can just live in that part of town, if I could just get that new house, if we could just get a newer house with a slightly bigger pool, if we just get the slightly bigger pool with the newer house in Beverly Hills, or a second house, we need a summer house now in Spain. And so all these kind of little challenges that we keep setting ourselves, which are basically like the County B final for under eights. It's a, they're, they're just these extra little things that we think will make us. And once we've achieved them, we're there. What a load of rubbish, (laughs) what a load of absolute rubbish. When we think, what actually counts? What actually remains after my life? What remains after my life, there's a a whole thing called eternity. And I now can affect my eternity and the eternity of others. That's just, I think, an astounding idea. I can affect my eternity and the eternity of others. But so rarely, that's what gets my attention. What gets my attention is what's, what's proximate, what's, what's close to me, what's immediate. That's that's what gets my attention. And if I'm eight, that's going to be whatever. I want 19 Easter eggs. I want this Christmas present. I want to pass the test. If I'm in a business, business life, if we just get that contract project, if... There's always something that's kind of closer to us, more visible, uh, takes more of our time and maybe actually definitely seems more important to us than eternity. Because it's, it's, it's closer and if we do this thing then we get more and then if we get more and then if I get more of that then I'm happier. And if I'm happier then all is good, right? And so oh, just, this is so often then, it's like walking through life with tunnel vision. If you've ever gotten too toilet roll is too short um, and it's a bit crude. Um, kitchen roll tubes right put two of those up to your eyes right and try and find anything in the kitchen (laughs) you know You, you look like an you look like a you look you look humorous to say the least even though you can see and everything is there but you've got effectively tunnel vision you can see so little at any one time that you have to scan 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 to find anything because we're just so focused on on a small part of the world and this can be me. This can be us. That we walk through life with a kind of a, a tunnel vision. Only seeing what's right in front of us. Only seeing what's, what's a medium. What's right here. And losing focus on what eternally endures. Not setting our hearts on the higher things. On the things that come from our maker in heaven. On faith, hope and love. On eternity. And, and like this... These are the most important things that often get the least amount of our attention. And I think society is built that way, that it drives us to to achieve everything now and be all that you can be. And being all you can be, it's not a bad thing as long as it's correctly understood. Being all you can be doesn't mean that you're perfect without God and that you're a, we're all self-made men and women and we save ourselves and we become perfect ourselves and we, n- no, no. Being all you can be without God can just make you proper arrogant. It's be all you can be, be all that God is calling you to be with his grace. That's very different. And God is calling us to be, to be saints. God is calling us to invest in what eternally endures. If you've ever been to any older churches, or St. Peter's, if you've ever had the, the privilege of visiting it, um, what's startling about St. Peter's not just is not just the you know the Pietà when you go in on the right hand side there, and then John the incorrupt body, John John the twenty third, and then the Baldicino, Um the what is that I don't know what it's called, the Baldacchino, <laughs> the brass canopy thing over the main altar, all these beautiful works of art, and, uh, and like another little trivia, uh, in St Peter's there isn't a single painting, uh, all those apparent things that look like paintings are actually mosaics, just with really, really, really small tiles, but like, that's how good they are, they look like paintings, beautiful, absolutely stunning, but then if you actually stall, uh, slow down in any one particular place, and look up higher, higher, higher. Look up as high as you can go. And you'll find all sorts of little statues or the, the tops of a, of, of a column that are incredibly tricky, intricately hand-carved in stone. Now, you could imagine, back 500 years ago, being up the top of a ladder with a chisel and a hammer going, no one's going to see this anyway. Do you know, and let's, let's just make it simple. Ding, 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 ding. I'm good, yeah, we're done. And sure, no, no one would even notice, right? But, but these craftsmen, they invested such painstaking time, effort and energy and danger and risk in order to make something beautiful that would last not forever but for a long time in kind of a a material way they were trying to invest almost in in something it's not exactly eternity because obviously as I say it will end but they want something to last for God and this I I think is is a wonderful way of, of, of seeing life everything I do can be an investment in eternity if I do it out of love Everything. Everything from washing dogs to floors to going to be uh, some of our community. They went for uh, two cycles in different directions today because it was just, just such wonderful weather. And see, even this, you see, you can do something joyful and life giving out of love for God. And every, every with every pedal that you pedal, um, and you go, this is just amazing. I just love this country. I love that. Freshly cut grass smell blowing in my face and oh, I've got hay fever, don't I? Yes, I do. <laughs> and, and all of that. And just the, the beauty of the surroundings and then coming again, getting a good old ice cream and then coming back and with company and good people and good friends and gee, what a gift. And then you can do that out of love. So even that can actually be investing in eternity. Investing in eternity isn't just what we do in the chapel. It's doing everything we do out of love for God. And anything in it that, outside of that that doesn't lead us to God what are we doing? What are we doing it for at all? The enemy will always try and distract us to do what is immediately gratifying. And will always distract our attention from what eternally endures. So in this season of, of Lent, this season of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, let us ask the Lord again to just to to, to, to help us to to see what's important. At the end of our lives, like when we look back, what what, what would be the things that, that were important? Winning any Junior B County final, or even an All-Ireland Senior final. I don't think they're the things that you'd be looking back going, I, I made it, I did something important. Even if you won an Olympic medal in anything, or a series of them, I think when the chips are down, like and, and the sands of life are, are starting to run out, I don't think that's what you look back on your life and say... I made a difference. Especially if you know that you didn't love your wife as you should have, or you didn't love your kids as you should have, or you abandoned your parents because you were so focused on your career, or that your whole life was self-serving. I think uh, at the end of, of our lives we see we see things through a very in a, through a very different a very different light in a very different light, from a very different perspective. And there, I think we will begin to recognise, my goodness, what have I done to invest in what eternally endures? But that can start now. The way I live today, the way I live the next what three hours of this day, I can start investing in what eternally endures. Lord Jesus, help us not to waste any time, that all that we do might be a gift to you and might draw us ever closer to your heart. Amen. So, dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our our outreach so much uh, through technology. So that's been a wonderful privilege and honor. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. One that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year. And then there are also, there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is is not cheap. and. Uh, We do need uh, benefactor's help to to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open Mm -hmm. and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.